Lady Ballers? Welcome back. We're Soccer Props. And it's game time. All right, Lady Ballers, before we dive into today's episode, we want to let you know about a clean contest we are doing with Puma. We're going to be giving away three pairs of Ultra 1.3s. Just hit the link in this description to find out how you can enter. Good luck. Hi, guys. Hi. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. How's everything going? Are you in Houston right now? Yes, I've been in Houston pretty much the whole off-season, so. How, how is your off-season going? It's good. I mean, it's nice to be in the warmer weather, actually, for <laughs> the first time, because I'm from Kansas City, so it obviously gets really cold there. Um, but it's gone kind of fast, and I'm on the PA, so we've been doing a lot of work, and so it's been busy and, and good. I'm excited to get back to it, though. What is that like being on the Players Association and – I'm just curious how, how you guys uh, work and uh, how, I guess how you go about dealing with issues that you guys think are really important to deal with within the league. Cause that's a lot. There's like an overwhelming <laughs> amount of things and it's like, how do you know what bucket to try and, and fill? So I'm just curious yeah. what that's been like. And, and do you feel like you guys are creating the change that you want to create? Yeah, I, honestly, I'm very grateful and thankful that we have Megan Burke, who's our executive um, officer for the PA, and she's been awesome. She just had twins, too. I don't know how she does it, honestly, because she's on, like, so many calls, and then she has another job. Like, it's just crazy. But um, she's been incredible, and just the guidance from her and the lawyers has been uh, really helpful, obviously, in the negotiating prog- uh, process, but also just from a player perspective, knowing what's important, what we need to communicate to our teams, you know, what we can kind of just leave for them. So we've definitely had a lot of help in it, but I mean, there's a lot of calls and (laughs) it's a lot of, uh, yeah, Zoom meetings, talking to the players and then going back to the um, PA. And so it's a lot of dialogue, but it's been really good and I'm excited for the progress and the CBA to um, come together hopefully very soon. Um, and yeah, I mean, we've needed this for a long time, so it's, it's fun to be a part of it. And just obviously as a veteran player, having been through, been in this league for eight, it was my eighth year now. Um, it means a lot to me and I don't want the girls, you know, growing up to have to worry about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's your eighth season. What have you seen, um, since you started like what's been the positive change since you started and what do you want to see in the next season and to come yeah i mean obviously when i started the pay was i mean the minimum which a lot of people were getting was not you can't even call it a side job like it was an actual joke you were just doing it as a hobby essentially um if you were just getting paid the minimum um so that's increased substantially um and I mean, the conditions, obviously I've been on a number of teams now too. It's like the resources and just the condition for players is constantly the bar is like getting set higher and higher. You, we have new teams coming in every year that are trying to be the best team um, or the best organization. You know, Kansas City comes in, well, we're going to build a state-of-the-art NWSL only facility. So it's it just keeps raising the bar and and that's been really cool to watch. And I'm excited for more partnerships like that. I'm excited. I think once we get a good TV deal, we're going to be just off to the races because, you know, even just women's soccer in general, Barcelona playing Real Madrid, they sell out a stadium, 85,000 tickets. 
given the opportunity, I, people will come. So I, I think we just, it's more about exposure, the sponsorship side, and just, again, giving people the opportunity to watch us. And then, you know, they fall in love with the players and it's, it's a cool league and, and I really love it. So it's been fun to watch it develop. What about individually? Like, what have you seen as yourself as a player? How have you grown in the last eight seasons? Gosh, um, <laughs> I feel like I've just been through it all. Um, I think for me, the the biggest piece of, I guess, growth for myself would be that, I don't know, I've always really relied on my athletic ability. You know, I've always you know, grew up being the fast kid or, you know, just the athletic kid that could jump or, um, and so I just think over now I'm like season eight and, you know, younger players ask me tactical questions and I'm like, Oh my gosh, am I better? Like, am I old now? <laughs> like, I just remember it yesterday, you know, having no idea what anything about any tactics. So just developing that soccer brain that I just didn't have growing up. I mean, it was just a fun hobby that I picked up. It wasn't like I grew up watching soccer. My dad was um, a high school football coach for over 30 years and a D1 basketball referee. So we didn't have like a soccer household whatsoever. And so it's been really fun to grow and train my soccer brain and, and really fall in love with the game at a much older age than maybe some of the other players. So I think for me, that's been, you know, one of my, yeah, biggest accomplishments. And then, you know, obviously on the field, I've battled a lot of adversity with being traded and, you know, having to adapt to new teams and um, just have been in a number of different environments. And so just being on the wild ride, I think is, is part of it and something that I've, you know, take pride in and the fact that, you know, I've been on a lot of, a lot of teams found a way to be successful at most of them. And, um, yeah, then I guess I'm still at it. That's a big accomplishment too. Eight years is just <laughs> what I know. Like you were saying, it probably had just flew by before your eyes. Um, but with all your experience, like, is there any advice that you would give a young rookie coming into the professional league that you wish you knew, or is there anything that you wish you knew before playing professionally that you could tell our audience? Yeah, gosh, a lot of things. Um, <laughs> I think we, well, there's obviously a shift happening in American soccer in general, just the types of training and, you know, mimicking a little bit more maybe of the European side in that kids are getting more of that technical training. Um, but I think, yeah, as Americans, like I always thought, oh, like we always have to be strong and fast. And like, those are the, you have to be fit. And obviously that's still true, but having that soccer IQ will literally put you miles ahead of people um, and training like your soccer brain, you know, rather than like, let me just go out and run a couple miles or something. It's like get against the wall and just pass every single day. Um, I knew after my rookie season, I broke my foot that year and I uh, got back towards the end of the season. And so going into off season, I was like fully healthy, ready to go, not like tired, like everybody else. And I realized, oh my gosh, I have to get more technical and I just basic things. Like I'm just going to put 10 cones out and dribble, do the same thing every single day, but make sure I do it every single day. Um, and I, it made a world of a difference, just, you know, not having to worry about Cause as a rookie, you come in and it's like, you're scared during a passing pattern. Like, am I going to mess up the pass? Like, 
So the more that you can negate, you know, some of those easy movements that you don't even have to think about it because you've passed against the wall or you've, you know, um, you're just confident with the ball, um, I think allows you the opportunity to now start growing tactically, mentally, physically. Um, so I think that would be my advice is just really work on the technical piece of the game and, and then to watch soccer, um, find somebody, you know, men or women, just that you feel maybe plays like you or plays the way that you want to play and get hooked. <laughs> Is there any or, or players you like to watch? It's really changed over my career. Um, I remember like in college, again, that was like kind of the first time I've ever really started watching soccer. And I loved Raheem Sterling and just, I don't know, he just was like so fast on the wing and always was creating something. And then um, I watched a lot of Liverpool in the beginning, but uh, Coutinho in the midfield, I started playing midfield in college and um, really fell in love with the just technically and like Kevin De Bruyne are now still like just the way that they create and, and see the field. Um, and then when I played the nine in Kansas city, I actually, it was crazy that the years lined up this way, but um, black who told me, he was like, watch Jamie Vardy. Like, and of course that was the year that the Lester won it all. <laughs> and I have ever since obviously been a huge fan. So those are a few of the players I think. Yeah. You you mentioned like you've switched positions and you've obviously been traded and how you had to learn to adapt to that. What advice do you have for other players who are joining a new team or switching teams or switching positions? Like, how do you, was that always easy for you to do? Was it frustrating? Like, did you have nerves or are you a very confident player? Yeah, I think something I've always prided myself on is that I'm coachable. Um, um, my dad being a football coach, obviously, he's like, always listen to the coach, they're in charge and, you know, buy in. So I've always been like a, a coach's player. I really try to buy in and trust the process um, because obviously they devote a lot of their time to it. And um, But yeah, I think as it's happened a few times now, you have to understand like the, each coach will have a different vision for you. Um, and I remember asking James before I came to Houston, you know, what do you see me doing on this team? Because it's like, this is my portrait. I didn't want to be in a place where we didn't really align. And, um, and he told me straight away, look, I've watched you in your whole career, but even in college, like, I think that you could be incredible here at the 10 and, and that's, you know, a position that I loved and felt like I could be really effective at, but you know, people wouldn't have thought, Oh, she's a, she's a midfielder. Cause I just had, hadn't had that much experience. Um, but for me, it was just whatever situation you're given, work as hard as you can and put yourself in the best position to succeed. And, you know, then if you fail, you'll at least be at peace about it. I gave it everything that I gave. But, um, yeah, just having that adaptable attitude where you're coming in ready to work and learn and know that, you know, it might not be easy. It might be a lot of work. But, um, yeah, I think it, it will always pay off. And it's it's paid off for me. So I think you know, I don't regret doing any of those challenges. Cause I think it's, it'll help me in life after soccer. Um, even, you know, when you get to the national team stage, it helps you, um, you know, obviously being thrown into a new environment. It's, it's yeah, a lot of things that you have to deal with. So, um, I've loved every part of, of that piece of my journey because I think that's made me a lot tougher person and a player. 
Can you actually walk us through what it looks like when a coach approaches you and tells you what you need to improve on or change about your game? Because there's a lot of people, especially athletes, even me when I was younger, like I would see that as, oh, my coach thinks I suck. Like they're Mm -hmm. telling me I need to change. And I I changed my mindset very much so in college, but I feel like a lot of players might need a little confidence boost there in that section. Like, how do you react to that constructive criticism? Yeah, I think (laughs) that's, it's definitely that mind mindset switch because like now I look at it and it's like, if the coach isn't saying something to me, um, I get really worried. So I always look at it as there's there, they see something, they see potential in me. And also they like, they are invested in me. They, they believe in me because they want me to be better. Um, I think once a coach stops talking to you, that's when you kind of get concerned. Um, so I think just taking it as this is something like we all want to grow and get better. And, you know, there's, I think once you start thinking of life in general, but also your athletic career as there's no moment, like where you're just going to have it all and nothing's like, there's always going to be adversity. There's always going to be things that you need to work on. Um, and just having that relationship with the coach where you can approach them and, you know, what can I work on? Or this is what I'm seeing. Um, that's always been really important to me. And, and I think takes it, takes it off a little bit, like a little bit of the pressure off. Like when you have that personal relationship with the coach and, you know, you've built a little bit of that trust to have some of those harder conversations. It's like when they yell at you then, or, you know, they're telling you something that you need to do. Um, you know, you know, it's, coming from a good place and because they see something in you. I love that. It's just a nice reminder to lady ballers listening. Like they, if your coach is giving you that criticism and wants, it's only because he or she wants you to get better and believes in you. And it shouldn't be something that paralyzes you and makes you feel awful about yourself. It should be a big confidence booster that they care enough to, to help you through, you know, getting better. So I absolutely love that. So I'm just curious, what, if soccer wasn't in your life, like what would you be passionate about doing? Or it could be something you're doing now on the side as well, but non-soccer Shay, what, what is she like? (laughs) Non-soccer Shay is like, gosh, could go so many different directions. Um, I like to sum it up like this. I'm, I'm a really creative person. So I like need to be stimulated in, in that sense. Um, something I've always been drawn to and I actually kind of majored in it. My emphasis was in it, um, event management, event planning. And again, I don't really know what type of events I could see myself doing a bunch of different things, maybe working for one brand that I really love and kind of doing events around that. But it really mimics the the soccer world for me where you're preparing for something and then you have to execute it. And then there's adversity. And, um, in a lot of ways I can be type a, I wouldn't call myself a type a person, but when it comes to like organization, like I love my lists. I love all of that. I was just going to ask you that. I was going to say, do you have like your entire schedule lined up, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I have like, I'm, I think I'm a relaxed type A. Like, I have a whiteboard with like colors and stuff like that, but that is like, type I get all type A. <laughs> Let me tell you from someone who's not type A, that is type A. <laughs> okay, that's type A. Yeah. But like, sometimes I can get messy, but I kind of let it get messy so that I can like reorganize, I think. So, vicious cycle. Um, but yeah, or like 
because I think too, you know, it brings out the leadership position too. And yeah, I've, I think that that would be something that I really love. And, um, but yeah. I think that's Shay outside of soccer. I feel like uh, athletes like to think on their toes, like, or have a job that challenges them to think on their toes. But I was, what I was wondering, and I think I'm going to ask this question because I think we all hit this point as well. Like, did you ever have a moment maybe when you were playing college soccer where you're like, I am just a soccer player. Like I have no idea who else I am as a person right now. Like that's when people ask me what I like, my only answer is soccer. Like, did you ever have that point in time throughout your playing career? And did it make you, try new things and discover new passions or have you always kind of been uh someone who did a little bit of everything of everything I think yeah well I didn't grow up thinking I could be a soccer player for whatever reason I never even thought like I never wrote I think maybe my mom showed me something the other day it was like what do you want to be when you grow up and like at the very bottom it was like a professional soccer player but it was like chef vet lawyer like all these different things <laughs> like I was just sports? when you were a kid yeah yeah okay loved like but I just didn't think like connected that those people were doing it for their job um and it wasn't even until my junior year of college and I was like oh I need to graduate early because I'm gonna play professional soccer like I just I had no idea um so I think I've done a little bit of everything but when it came down to it I was like after college, like that would have never been enough for me. <laughs> and now I, you know, even when I started, I was like, I'll never play past 30. And I'm like, okay, one year till 30. Um, how many more years can we play? Um, so yeah, I would say I've, yeah, dabbled in everything kind of seen my, I'm, I think that's for me now. It's like, I love soccer so much. It makes me not want to leave it. Whereas I think for some people they struggle because they don't know what they would do after. Um, and for me, it's like, I don't even want to think about what I have to do after. Cause I want to do so many things. I so, feel like that's a really healthy, it's a good problem. <laughs> a healthy relationship with the sport too. I, like you almost fell in love with it more and more as you're getting older. Exactly. I feel like we have some girls who are like at the age yes. of 12 are so soccer obsessed and that like, you can only fuel that fire and keep at the levels of excitement for it that high for so long. Uh, yeah. if you're not doing other things to, to help balance yourself. So I love that. That, that was your answer. Actually. That was great. Yeah. I think I, yeah, the balance for me is key. Like having an outlet that's outside of soccer, that's something that you still enjoy or, or whatnot. Um, and yeah, experiencing new things. It doesn't even have to be like, you have to have one hobby. It's like, I love just trying to learn and experience new things. And, yeah, there's only a few that like, you know, Carly Lloyd, Lindsay Horan, those are the only two that I can think of that just like loved it at the, at the start and like all the way through don't get burned out. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the problem is like so many athletes, maybe not you, but they grow up saying I'm the soccer player, I'm the yeah. soccer player friend, I'm the soccer girl. And then when they graduate and they don't play professionally, they're like, I'm the has been person. And I feel worthless. Like that's, it's the identity crisis that usually happens when we're so like addicted to soccer and don't like figure out our passions or hobbies on the side as we're growing mm -hmm. up. And it's until like we leave the game where we're like, who am I? Like, I don't know what I like and I don't know what I want to do. So I think everyone should take a page out of your book to like dabble with everything and take the time to do non-soccer related things. You'll have such a healthier relationship with soccer. 
And be, and you're saying you don't want to leave the game because you have that balanced mindset. I feel like, yeah. like you love soccer. You're not burning out because you are doing it because you love it. Exactly. And, yeah. I've had a lot of experiences too. So my, in my off seasons, obviously they varied and the season's getting longer now, but I don't even think I necessarily was like really pushing to look, but you know, a lot of opportunities fell in my lap and I'm really grateful for them, but I did the internship through the NWSL with Budweiser. So I lived in New York for like eight weeks and literally worked like a nine to five. Like it was a legit job and trained on the side. Like it was hard, but, um, and then I interned slash worked with ECNL for a few years, um, actually moved out there in an off season. So I think I would encourage like kids to do, I mean, if you ever have an opportunity to do anything again, outside of the soccer world, just for the fact that it will open your eyes to something new. I think you'll, you'll find a little bit more of your identity. I realized, you know, I don't have any job experience, whatever, but I went into this internship and they looked at me like, she's so like qualified. I have so many skills. Like as an athlete, we have so many skills that are transferable to the real world. Like we're great leaders. We work hard. We're disciplined. Um, we are coachable. Like there's just so many skills that are hard to learn if you're not an athlete and not put in that environment. And then beyond that, as a professional athlete or a collegiate athlete, I mean, you're in it every single day. So I think if more girls knew that or empowered by that, you know, I've, I've been told that a lot, thankfully by important people in my life that, you know, I'm special. I have so many skills and that's what businesses are looking for. Um, I just was out in Florida with um, a guy I trained his daughter and he is the CEO of a bank. And he was like, I would hire an athlete over anybody. No doubt. I wouldn't even have to look at the resume. So it's, it's powerful to be an athlete is what I'm saying. And you're not losing out on life if you don't, you know, start it quick. I, you know, this is an experience. This is job experience. I feel like we should change our resumes and like, just have all the things that being a soccer player does exactly. for us. You know, rather than like, I was a lifeguard for three summer, you know, like have soccer player as your number yeah. one, yeah. everything that we learn from our experiences. Cause it's so true. It's a job. Yeah. I love that. It really is so amazing. Like I, for me specifically, I'm just thinking like, I feel like working with other people is so easy for me because of working with, with, on a team my yeah. entire life. Like it's like these, it's just amazing. And I love that you brought that up because it's actually something we haven't really talked about on this podcast. And it's like something that lady baller should really take pride in yeah, you're learning. What you're learning now on your team is, will be a part of your life moving forward on, on and off the field. Exactly. Now, since we are still in January and it's a new year with a fresh start, I'm curious for the upcoming months that you have ahead of you, what is something that you want to continue doing, something you want to do more of, and something you want to do less of? Um, Loaded question, but take it hard. <laughs> I don't have an answer either. <laughs> I'm like, um, like, what was number one again? What you, want to, what you want to keep doing, what, something you want to do more of and something you want to do less of. Okay. Less shopping. I just need to cool it. Are you an in-store shopper or you, do you do dabble both? I just, yeah. I mean, now it's just, it's both, but <laughs> 
I, my boyfriend is very like minimalist and I've just realized, wow, you can really live out like without the shirt that you see at the store. Like, it's just crazy to me. Like, why did I not think that was possible? (laughs) So that, yeah, do less of that. Um, I, gosh, what do I want to continue to do more of? So I'm on this journey up again. I'm a full on soccer player athlete. I didn't learn any self-care beauty things. So <laughs> I've just started with the simple, like I'm going to wash my face and moisturize it every day. I know for some people that's a given, but for me, that's taking care of myself. So I want to continue to do that. Cause I have like really been good in the new year. And then I want to do more like, I don't know if meditations for me, but like yoga, moving my body. And, um, I actually was in a trauma therapy yoga class this past year and it's just crazy if when you connect with your body and, you know, get it moving in that space is, is really powerful. And I think has given me just that extra edge mentally. So, um, yeah, do more yoga or that kind of body movement stuff. I love it. Solid answer. And yes, it's a good thing to note is that a workout does not always need to be aggressive. And you you don't always have to feel like you're dying. I'm like, why do I have to feel like I just did a fitness test every day? Sometimes yoga is kind of hard. Yeah. Oh, I died for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even saying I don't. Like it is a different. No, I totally agree. It's just sometimes people are like, oh, yoga is like not a workout. I'm like, have you done it? Yeah, no. That yeah, that was actually my goal last all last year. It was like because I would go into the yoga class and they'd be like, okay, and then if you want to make it harder, and they're like, I have to make it harder. And it's like you don't have to. (laughs) Like just be there, be present. Yeah. Have a good time. Like you don't have to go that athlete than you though. That's athlete than you. I just yoga is just so great though for for soccer players because Mm -hmm. It's strengthening, but also stretching, but also breathing, like the the things that we like, and also just lowering our just stress levels in general. Exactly. Um, But it's something that I remember our team, our our coach put us through a yoga session one time and I couldn't, I couldn't touch my toes. I couldn't do anything. I felt like so (laughs) defeated, Um, but it was just funny. I'm just thinking back anyway. Okay. So to wrap up, we're going to do some first and favorites. So take your time. We'll okay. ask you a question and just let us know what you, what your answer is. What was your first college or professional goal? Oh, um, Oh, both headers. That's, that's funny. Of course. Oh, really? No. Yeah. My, Would you say yeah. that's your strength? Like your number one strength on the field? Or something I mean, like, I've never even had to like think about it or train it really. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say I've always thought of myself, okay, I can now jump like most people. Um, and that's like half the battle, but I've n- yeah, but yeah, I would now I would say definitely one of my strengths. That's like a superpower. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, what's the first thing you do after a win and the first thing you do after a loss? Oh, um, probably the same actually which is weird I always walk the dog like I'll go home good walk the dog you just walk the dog and like <laughs> let Deep the thoughts breath. come yeah. yeah um and then I'll watch the game but um you'll watch the game that you just played in yeah yeah no I would need to I would need 24 hours 
I would have PTSD. I would need time. Some of them sting a lot worse than the other, but like normally if I can't sleep, I just, just put it on and don't say anything like the first, just let it get through. And then it'll, usually it's funny. Like if we win and we think we played so good, it's like, it wasn't as good as it was. And then if you lose and you thought you played the worst, it's like not as bad as it was. So mm-hmm. that's why I always do it. Um, and then I have French fries. That's like my post game thing. Love that. <laughs> do you make them or do you buy them? On it. Well, if it's a home game, I have to go to pitch 25. It's like this, uh, right across the street and they have the best fries. I don't, I don't know where they get them. Um, yeah, but otherwise I can make, yeah, I can make some good fries with an air fryer. Nice. Love the air fryer. So good. Um, so what, what was your first concert? I have like not been to that many concerts. Um, my first, no, this is so embarrassing. Yeah, let it, let's hear it. Jesse McCartney, what was it? No, I like wish it, like that would not be embarrassing to me. Um, my mom took me to my first concert. <laughs> it was the American Idol tour. So yeah. they like had a- yeah. Ruben. My parents played, my, my mother would never take me and I would have died to go to that. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I don't feel like those people were the, like, I don't even, re- yeah, if it would have been like Kelly Clarkson, I would have died. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, yeah, I don't even really remember, but, um, All the runners my, are- yeah. exactly. My, my concert this year will be Justin Bieber. I need to go. I'm a huge Drew fan, like the biggest. That'll be a good concert. What's the first professional game you've ever been to? Ooh. Oh. Be soccer. Wait, what? It doesn't have to be soccer. Oh, the Chiefs. Nice. My parents, yeah. I was a Chiefs fan before. Okay, to tell you how much we love the Chiefs, they told me that they were going to name me um, Montana Joe after Joe Montana of the Chiefs, who was a quarterback. (laughs) You guys, my my mom was like, we would have called you Monty. It's okay. I was like, no, that's so not okay. Like Monty Python, that would have been a song. (laughs) Montana Joe Groom. So we are big Chiefs fans, people. Yeah, solid. <laughs> Shay was a good choice. <laughs> um, who was your Who's your first celebrity crush? Oh my gosh, who was the I, poster on your wall as a kid? I I feel like it was like Orlando Bloom from oh, yeah, That's a good one. Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm not ashamed. Yeah, no, don't be. Still, yeah, there. from the Caribbean though. Johnny Depp in the Pirates of the Caribbean was good too. Yeah, yeah. he was a smoke in there. But any other time. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Monica, Willy Wonka. <laughs> he has to have dreads. He needs dreads and the eyeliner. I don't want that. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> Favorite pregame song Ooh. or or artist? If it is Justin Bieber, that's. Oh, jeez. Honestly, I can get down to a lot of things. I think like consistently over my life, I'm like a huge 2000s R&B girl. So um no scrubs by tlc like if that comes on i'm, I'm done um but yeah anything really love that what's your favorite cheat meal mm. uh i mean i don't even count that as a cheating <laughs> like that's part of my diet no um <laughs> that's like the 10 percent. like we're 90 10 people 10 percent is solely for fries and like sweets <laughs> Um, a cheat meal, probably like I don't eat out, so like Chick Fil A or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, who's your favorite teammate to train with? Ooh, be for any reason. 
Hmm. You know, gosh, I don't know. It's because it's like, yeah, for so many reasons, you have different people. I trained a lot with Michelle this off season. She's so nice though. So <laughs> maybe not Michelle. <laughs> She's too <laughs> nice to me. Um, it could be someone who pushes you, someone who you laugh your ass off at practice with. Oh yeah. It's probably gotta be, I can't even call her by a person, Hoopla Squad, Lindsay Harris. She's like, I, she's just ridiculous. We just, half the time she's like, just not even a goalkeeper. Like she's a goalkeeper for our team, but she's, will act like a field. Like she gets golden boot every time we play like small sided. And I'm, she scored a volley in small sided the other day. Like, That's because like <laughs> our keeper in college was the most skilled soccer player on our team, but she was our yes. goalkeeper. And the fittest. I just yeah. feel like professional goalkeepers, though, like are another level. They can play the field. Like, yeah. That's no, how I feel about that. It's wild. Maybe better than me. It's All the time. Shen, are you next or am I? You are. What's your favorite hobby besides soccer? Mm, and shop. I, I guess of like w walking the dog. Is a like, honestly, anything with my dog. Like okay. filming my dog, yeah. making him do ridiculous things. Like just my dog is my hobby. Aren't they like your kid? It's really amazing. Yeah. He's eight. Uh, we'll just, yeah, he's maybe. eight years old. And he, oh. he's, his name is Bullet. I've had him since he was five weeks old. My, my mom told me she was going to cut me off if I got a dog in college. So I got a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and like off Craigslist. Like it wasn't even like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I I knew that I wanted something that looked like him, but when the opportunity came, I was like immediately got on Craigslist. Like that is so sketch. Went and drove, got him in a grocery store parking lot. I'm like, hey, I'll meet you in this dark parking lot. You tell me when. <laughs> I got a kid in off Craigslist, and then well, me and my friend did, and then his mom was like, "This is not safe. I'm taking the kid in." <laughs> well, I'm happy the cat is in good hands now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, your dog's cute though. Uh, what's your favorite mm -hmm. sports movie? Ooh, gosh. Since I think my dad's a football coach, I have to say remember the Titans. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. To wrap it up, do you have a favorite soccer memory? One that sticks out in your mind and you were just happy all over again? Gosh. I thought the Challenge Cup was actually really great. But I think my best soccer memory my this is just crazy i just don't think you can write it any better and that's why it's always going to be my favorite but um it was my senior year and we had one state the year before like our team had like 10 d1 players it was crazy wow. to like a couple youth national team players like it was crazy um we should have no business like we should have just rolled over teams but for whatever reason we get to the championship and this team like packed it in they somehow scored in the first half and then we're just packing it in so a score with three minutes left to push it to overtime at least. And then like it's golden goal in high school. So there's one, like they take a goal kick. We take a goal kick with 12 seconds left and this girl could kick it so far. I can't Kaylee taught kicked it six yards to a girl that like headed it over. I think volleyed it over. And then my last touch as a senior before I went to college was in the back of the net and it was one second left on the clock. It was wow, wild. that's cool. That's so you just get to just stand there and lay on the field and it's your last thing. Like, mm -hmm. and then you're off to your new chap. Like it was just it was a movie for that's me. That's so cool. Yeah. 
So I could relive that moment a hundred times. So I think that would be it. I'm picturing it in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you have video of it. Yeah, it's a little, you know, it's a little grainy, but <laughs> circa 2011. Isn't it so funny when you look back and you're like, my Blackberry took the shittiest videos and I thought they were so good. <laughs> why, why did I think any of the pictures were cool? But we carried around digital cameras. Yeah, yeah I we did, didn't we? I brought cameras to parties, like legitimate <laughs> camera with an SD card in it. Yes. I remember like holding it on my wrist and like hitting yeah, myself in the face by accident. I'm yeah. like, why do we... Like, why did we do that? We always uh, broke the cameras. Just yeah, like, we're aging ourselves right now. We are. No, no like, one's going to understand what we're talking about. <laughs> the struggle. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, well, Shay, thank you so much for coming on. This is awesome. Um, we're so excited to continue to see you just crush it and just keep scoring all these wild headers. Um, and hopefully we get to see you play in person. Yes. Next season, hopefully. Um but we really appreciate it. You're awesome. And thank, thank you for you fighting the good fight with the Players Association and anything we can ever do to help, you know, amplify your voices, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.